This podcast is being brought to you by DCS Alabama. Have you ever thought about investing in commercial real estate? At DCS Alabama, we guide you through the variety of commercial real estate investment opportunities. Low risk with high returns is always our ultimate goal for every investment. The founder of DCS Alabama, Patrick Denny, has over 25 years experience in commercial real estate development and brokerage services. With disciplines in office, retail, industrial, and medical investments with an emphasis on how municipal, state, and federal government incentives mitigate the risk in your capital stack. Primarily, DCS Alabama specializes in development, build-a-suits, master plan development, site selection, business incentives, land and building acquisitions disposition with high-level negotiations on your behalf. Come unleash the investor in you today with DCS Alabama. Visit us at www.dcsalabama.com or call Patrick Denny at 205-397-9398. DCS, diversification, collaboration, and syndication. Come and unleash the investor in you. <laughs> we trying a little something new around here. Let's see here. John Wall, born 1986, is an American political strategist and butterfly breeder who is the incumbent chair of the Alabama Republican Party, serving since 2021. He is also a vice chair of the Republican National Committee, representing its Southern Division since 2023. Wikipedia says John Wall is the youngest chair of a state Republican Party in the United States. I love it when the bio is brief. That gives us a lot to talk about. But first, John Wall, tell me a joke. All right. (laughs) You heard there, there's two things about me that are probably the the biggest. One, I'm I'm chairman of the state party, state Republican party. I'm also a butterfly farmer. Now, now here's the good news. I'm going to take this immediately, both butterflies and political for you. Okay. Um, You are lucky. The state of Alabama is lucky Mm -hmm. to have a chairman of the party, mm-hmm. who's a leptozoologist, which is the scientific term for butterfly farmer. Okay. Because as a leptozoologist, I can tell the difference between men and women. And that, unfortunately, is unfortunate. It is a rare skill in the <laughs> politics of America today. I like that one. Um, no, no, no. You know, it, it, it makes me overqualified to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. So how's that? Well, I'm going to just be honest. We really don't approve of political jokes here. Oh, no. We've seen too many get elected. (laughs) (laughs) I got a good one, too. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's an old, I I, got to come back at you. There's there's an old Mark Twain quote I love. And Uh and it goes, imagine yourself uh, an idiot. Now imagine yourself a, a member of Congress. But I repeat myself. So <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I, I have some friends in Congress, so yeah. I, I use that one sparingly. But well, uh, I, I say it like this: I have friends in Congress. I have friends all over the place, but I I don't know if they call me their friends uh, sometimes no. the way I behave. But. Well, look, and let's talk. <laughs> we'll talk about Congress as a whole, and yeah. not about individual there members. We go. How's that? 
Man, so first of all, I'm a big nerd. Hmm. And I love hearing about stuff I know nothing about. So, like I said, I love a brief bio because it gives a lot to talk about. I would love to know what made you interested in butterflies, meaning tell me about your parents and the house you were raised in and how, did you play, you're a tall guy, did you play uh, basketball, uh, you know, like who are you? Yeah. Introduce yourself. Well, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll work back on the questions you, you gave there. Oh, I forgot, and I love to know where people went to church. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good one. Um, so I, I did not play basketball. Okay, um, I'm six four. Um, I'm six four. Uh, weigh about two twenty. Um, probably should have played football. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not slow for a tall man. Uh-huh. Um, but no, for some reason, my love was always. Um, more unusual sports, um, and one of those was soccer. I don't have the build okay. for it, but uh, you know, I, I, had, I had some good friends growing up that played played with them, and just uh, to me, I enjoyed it. It's yeah. always moving. Yeah. I have a hard time watching sports because my personality wants to be in, involved in it. Right? Okay. I want to. I want to do it. So um, uh, I always say, if someone else can do it, I can do it. Right. That's why I always get injured around the Olympics. <laughs> Because um, you think you're an Olympian all of a sudden. Oh, 100%. I see those gymnasts. I'm like, look, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And, yeah, and I end up with a back strain. Um, no, you know, I, I, um, I joke about that, but it's true. You know, I, I really do believe in this, the American dream. You know, this idea that, that if you want to do something, man, go for it. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter who you are. We were chatting, dream, we were chatting um, before we got started and, you know, I was curious about how to be, funny enough, politically correct. Yeah. Like, tell me what it was like. You're a Mennonite. What was? It? I want to know about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, grew, grew up Anabaptist. Not, you know, which is similar. Uh, it has some similar stuff with with Mennonites. Like how? To, um, well, very very conservative, right? Very okay. very very family oriented. Okay. Um, you know, grew up on a on a farm in rural North Alabama, just about about ten miles south of Tennessee border. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot more Anabaptist, um, you know, and, and Mennonites in Tennessee than there are in, in Alabama. But there's some in North Alabama as well. Okay. Um. But you know, just very conservative. Uh, you know, think about it almost like a Baptist, but a very very conservative Baptist. I read that like, you know, you had some challenges in meeting your aspirations as far as electronics and stuff like that, like. You you guys didn't have so like, how I'm old fashioned right okay. like that, that's how I like to put it you know it, it's um, all those things you you get used to it like there's not really a struggle now but I you know I was raised much more old fashioned um, yeah and, and I actually like that you know it, it, it I think we we've lost a lot as a culture because yeah. we have you know everything is just handed to people now yeah um, and I grew up on a farm um, you know. A lot of you know, growing like when you say farm, you mean food, real farm. That's right, that's right. Growing 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 our own food, food, um, ran ran cattle. Um, you know, know, to this day, I most most of the you know, to me, it's I call it real food. Yeah, you you eat eat some of the package of it, it's just not the same as what what you what what okay. Once you eat a homegrown tomato, you can't go back to a store bought one. Now, that's true because I love growing tomatoes, I always have a little garden in the summer. Yeah, (laughs) well, and see, that's real, I call that real life. 
So we get we get so caught up, and especially in the political world, right? Mm-hmm. Of all these things where you're out there, you know, this political philosophy, this that, and I'm like, what we forget is real life, and we've got real people. Yeah. Um. So I, I love my roots. You know, I love growing up on a farm. Big family, small family. I, I'm one of eight children. One of eight. Yeah. Okay. So, so and where are you in the? I'm in the middle. That's okay. why. That's why I'm so well rounded. Um. Okay. Obviously, you know, the, the, the older children get a little bit um. They're a little bit too opinionated, and the younger children are spoiled. But in the middle, we got to deal with the old, older yeah. children and the younger children. That's so I'm, I'm fourth, fourth in the order. Okay. Um, and uh, but no, you know, grew up on a farm. Um, mm. Love the outdoors. To this day, my idea of a vacation is to go hike in a national park. I, I love the outdoors. I love nature. Uh, I, I'm obviously my faith is important to me. Mm-hmm. I love God's creation. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything better than getting out there, um, just. Feeling, you know, feeling what his original intent was, and, and the 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 wind in your face, climbing a mountain, um, whatever that is, looking at a flower. So I'm gr- such an indoors boy, uh, bless, like bless, all your, bless your heart, <laughs> bless your heart, man. I, that I would, uh, but go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so I love the outdoors. Um, growing up on a farm, um, love nature, but butterflies were always special. I just I loved but I, I was I was a little boy with a butterfly net, um, you know, running through the running through the woods chasing butterflies, and um, I, I guess I was probably about sixteen, and um, two were the Huntsville Botanical Gardens, and they had a butterfly exhibit over there. They had a, a like a greenhouse set up where butterflies were were flying through, and um, I remember asking them. I, I raised butterflies for fun, just you know, on the farm, and I remember asking them that day, you know. Do you sell butterflies? Because they had some butterflies in there I'd never seen before, never raised myself. And I was like, I, I want to, I want to try raising those. You know, those those are unique. I've never seen them before. And they're like, No, no, we don't, we don't sell butterflies. We buy butterflies. And when they said that light bulb moment, I knew instantly if they could, if they bought them, I could sell them to them. And so I started, started, started my business while I was still in high school. Started farming while I was still in high school, and um, never looked back. Um, been you know tremendous opportunity. Um, it's one of those industries you'll never be you'll never be a millionaire being a butterfly farmer, but um, make a good living, and I'm very blessed. Um, okay, now to the real reason we're here, and you you did that perfectly. These beautiful butterflies, I want to know about them. Like you, you, what a little, is it? you had some details. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. tell me a what. Tell me about butterflies yeah. and farming them. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more like other types of farming than you would think. So okay. you in that I mean, think about it like a mini flying cow. Uh, it, it, okay, I see you having trouble over there. Uh, fo- fo- follow, follow through with me. I'll try. Uh, um, all right, so you got your, your breeding stock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you put them into uh, – I use um, basically greenhouse frames, but instead of plastic on them, netting. And they've got the plants in there that they you know that they like the flowers for the adults. Now every type of, this is this is something a lot of people don't realize. Almost every type of butterfly will only lay eggs on a specific plant or or, or, or maybe two or three plants. They call because they're called their host plants. So I can have a, a house full of all different kinds of plants, but I know I can put a pot of plant in there of their host plant, and they will only lay eggs on that one plant. Okay. So it's kind of unique. You got to you got to grow if you're one to attract butterflies too. That's a big thing. You don't just need flowers. You also need a place for them to lay eggs for the caterpillars, um, for in that in that process of development. Okay. So stop right there. You, you, <laughs> you, you, I, so tell me what kind of plants, like okay, come this spring. Yes. What should I plant to get a lot of butterflies? All right. So 
Oh boy, this is it's gonna be difficult because everyone has a different one. Remember, okay. all right? So milkweed. I always recommend milkweed because monarchs are are almost endangered. Like they're yeah, they're 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 I struggling, right? And so their host plant is milkweed. Um, milkweed. No other butterfly is Don't gonna forget milkweed. No other butterfly is gonna stop on the milkweed, but the monarchs. Okay, uh, but but that's good for them. Um, you know, other ones that I, I you almost always end up with helping the helping the local butterflies and um, seeing the caterpillars are things, believe it or not, like dill. Dill, parsley. Really? Mm-hmm. That's for the black swallowtail, and you'll usually see the caterpillars if you plant them. Uh-huh. Um, dill, dill, parsley. You know, then a lot of the others have a lot of natural host plants that, that you know, you're not – you may try to plant them, but they're going to already be out there in the wild. Like wild cherry right. is a host plant. Um, uh, I'm doing I'm doing milkweed. Yeah. yeah, I want the monarchs. Milk, milkweed and parsley. You can't go wrong. Do, and, and, do and, and I'll tell you another third one that, that that will almost always you'll see caterpillars if you plant it is um, passion flower vines. Pa- the passion scientific flower. name is passiflora incarnata. Okay, um, but pa- passion flower vines almost always. I'm gonna remind you in the spring. You you text me in the spring. Yeah, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you a list of plants. I'm uh, serious too. Um, no, no, but but it's it's a good question because you know butterflies have that life cycle, right? Like they start off as adults, they lay eggs. So you got the adult stage, the eggs, then they hatch out into caterpillars, and then those caterpillars finish up and they they pupate into mm-hmm. the pupa stage, and then those hatch back out to adults. So there's four unique stages to a butterfly, yeah. and um, you know they're not like other animals where where you know they they don't hatch out as a butterfly; they hatch out right. as a caterpillar and right. then go through the metamorphosis process. Yeah, um, which is which is fun. Um, now this is a weird off question, mm-hmm. but do you have any experience? With hummingbirds, I'll tell you my experience with hummingbirds. I love hummingbirds. I love hummingbirds. Dude, I, I wanted to grow hummingbirds too because there is a market. <laughs> Federal government regulation scared me off. They are oh, so really? so much paperwork to to raise hummingbirds. It is it is insane because I've got all the houses. I could I could easily raise them along with the butterflies. But well, I tell you what, you just got. I want you to teach me, like how to get. Like I won't farm federal government i'm just wanting to grow them and so like <laughs> just setting up the right stuff because yeah. when i put those feeders those nectar feeders out they, they oh love they them, come, they? i just love them i, I love I, them i still even though i don't raise them i put those feeders out and, yeah and, you know it's so fun every year because you'll have the, the the adults come in and then that first brood to see the young ones yeah you see the young ones coming and, and you know learning learning where the food's at yeah uh, you know you're coming in and um and then watching that throughout the year and just how they how they fight with each other and interact like yeah uh, hummingbirds are special animals now butterflies are still my favorite um yeah um, and yeah. you know something people don't realize about butterflies is that they have a personality um i know you don't think really? about it um the, and every species has a different yeah. a little bit different personality and and some like smaller you know will fly lower in the in the house some will be up in the roof they like the sun you know higher and everyone is different to the point that i can actually look across the field and tell you what type of butterfly it is, and usually whether it's a male or a female. By the way, it, by the way, it acts and the way it flies. That's cool. Uh, my family didn't believe it for to... a long time. They were like, "You can't do that," and I was like, "Yes, I can." I, you know, and, and had a chance to prove it a couple times. And yeah, it's... I took my daughter to the butterfly place in Huntsville, and it was so cool. But I'm oh, going boy. to bring her to your farm. Well, you do realize if you were there, that means you probably saw my butterflies. Probably did, so, didn't so, they? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're not farming them out there. <laughs> no, they're, 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 uh, I, I, they were my first customer, and uh, 
I've loved having them as a customer ever since. That They're a great was place. Such a cool experience. Now, I don't live in regrets. Don't believe in them. Um, but if you could go back in time to an age, what age would you go back to? And what advice would you give your younger self? Well, first thing, it if, could I, be if, anything. I, if I could go back forever, I would go back to Adam and Eve and stop Eve from eating that fruit. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just get that straight. Let's right get now. this uh, straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, but <laughs> no, no, uh, back up. Mm, mm, that's, a, that's a powerful question. That is a powerful question. Um, you know, I, 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 think, I think I would... Uh, I am I am very blessed in that I probably have not I don't have a lot of major regrets in my life I really don't you yeah. know I, I, my personality I I, I I I went for my dreams, um, and I was I was able to like I said I'm blessed I was able to accomplish them I, I think the biggest thing I would do is um, go back and, and tell myself to be more serious sooner mm. um, even though as a young man I was very serious mm-hmm. you know young people have a have a have a hard time realizing that they have something to give. And, you know, a lot of times they, they feel like there's not a place for them. And as the youngest state party chairman in the country, I may be ahead of most people already, mm-hmm. but I still think that's a lesson we can all learn is, mm. is don't be afraid to share, the, to know that you have something to share because we all do. We're all unique. We all have a unique perspective. And um, we're all children of God. And, and with that comes, comes an ability to have a voice mm. and have an opinion that deserves to be heard. Crazy Ivan going on right here. But you brought up children, and I I have to bring this up. We're catching hell here in Birmingham with our kids. Reading scores are down. Mm -hmm. Um, The class. I have been encouraging people who come on the podcast to say something about volunteering in schools or the importance of reading. Yeah. What what do you have to say on that subject to, to inspire not only kids, but adults out here who think they don't have anything to give to the school system or whatever? Everyone. It kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Everyone has a voice. Everybody also has something to give. Um, you know, that's why we're on this earth, to help to help other people have a better life. And so I, I love that. I love that you're encouraging people to do that. And for me, one of the things that, that I'm working on that, that it's very important to me is, is, um, is school choice, um, for the state, because I don't think that a child zip code should define their quality of education. Mm. Um, I, I believe that that's probably one of the greatest freedom issues we're fighting right now is that parents, uh, parents should have the decision where they send their children to school and have access to the funding and, and if they want to find a creative way to help their child have better success, they should have access to it. And, and that through that, that competition will help everyone have a better education. We're going to dig even deeper on that. I want to um, ask, how can people follow you on social media? What, where are your hangouts? What are your platforms so people can check you out and see butterflies and I'm, elephants. I'm, I'm still. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm mostly on uh, Facebook. Um, Al- okay. Alabama Republican Party Chairman uh, John Wall. 
Um, and and, uh, and it's A L G O P Chairman John Wall. I right. know it for <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. And you have and, and then also on Twitter. Well, X. I keep oh, I keep wanting to call it Twitter. I'm, I'm not sure about that change to X. Say it. It will forever be Twitter. We're never <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I just I, I don't I don't get the X thing. I'm like you got a good branding thing going on. Why change it? I'm to this day when I'm going through the icons. I'm looking for the blue bird, uh-huh. and then I have to remember. How, how do you tweet? If it's not tweeting anymore, I guess it's Xing. It's Xing. Ah, yeah, I don't, yeah no, that's no, crazy. No, yeah. So, but on your Facebook, you have. We gonna wait. I'm. I'm gonna uh, wait okay. to ask you that. And um, we got your social media handles. Tell us one more joke. Oh, one more joke. Yeah. Oh well, this is not really a joke, but this this is something I love. I love to say. Okay. I, I believe that God has a sense of humor. And I believe that because in my life, he's given me both the ugliest and the most beautiful parts of life, politics and butterflies. And so I, 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 uh, I, I think that it's a good yin to the yang, right? I, I, get, I, get to, I get to go out there and do battle and um, you know, talk about the things that I, I'm passionate about in the political world, um, get dragged down, and then I get to get home, go home to butterflies and get lifted up. This podcast is being brought to you by The Jones Group. The Jones Group is a full-service government relations and strategic communications firm specializing in political, corporate, and nonprofit consulting at the local, state, and federal levels. Their commitment to every client is twofold, providing trusted service and desired results. The Jones Group has built a national reputation that stands for integrity, efficacy, service, and results. You can find them on the web at www.jonesgroupllc.com. What's your favorite charity? You know, that's a good question. Um, I've got there's a lot of good ones out there, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want to when I pick this one, I don't want it to be a you know negative towards anything else because there are tremendous charities in so many areas. I think my favorite, though, as a man of faith, um, is it's a charity called Voice of the Martyrs. Tell us about it. It's it's, it's a charity that specializes in um, countries that are you know, where Christians are facing persecution because mm-hmm. um, they're out there. Um, and it, it's hard, you know, here in America, we, we're, in, we're in this American bubble. We're, we, we, don't, yeah. we don't have that religious persecution, um, but it is out but there. But they're out there, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and this, this charity specializes in uh, especially, you know, people who are actually lose their homes. You know, maybe, maybe their ho- homes are burned down or they're displaced or, or they're directly facing persecution, supporting the, the persecuted, um, persecuted church across the, across the world. Um, and I love their work. Uh, I think they, they, they provide a lot of great, you know, just education, helping, mm-hmm. you know, um, just food, places to live for people who are, who are being persecuted, and just the chance for them to have a, uh, uh, their needs met even facing that persecution. Well, what's going to happen is if you don't answer one of these questions, you have to make a donation oh. to your favorite charity. Oh, I like it. <laughs> But hey, they're that, easy. That, 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 that's, well, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go light on you because some of it is Birmingham and you may not have uh, gone. Well, so here, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Even if I fail, I'm going to be given to this charity anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it, won't, it won't hurt me too bad. And I'm going to just keep it real. I make it a point to get one donation out of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first of all, Alabama or Auburn? Uh-oh. <laughs> And I can't say no. I can't say no comment. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. You you know, you know, one of the figures that I that I look. 
I'm unapologetically a Christian, right? And I love how Jesus always he had he, for hard questions he he had smart answers. So I'm going to give you a smart answer. Okay. How do you root against a team whose colors are red, their mascot's an elephant, and they carry the name of the state? Roll tide, roll. Roll tide, roll. I, I'm with you. I like him. I really <laughs> did. I tell you, was gonna like him. I like him. Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Birmingham Legion. I knew you would hammer down. Yeah. Birmingham Barons or mm. Birmingham Squadron? Barons. Okay. But only because I rented a room there and for a party event once. Okay. So okay. Birmingham Zoo. Or McWayne Science Center. Birmingham Zoo. They're one of my customers. Okay. <laughs> you got you yeah, gotta show love you gotta show love to your people. Okay? <laughs> That's right. Crossplex or Legion Field. Legion Field. I love it after dark. The city lights around. It's a it's a great venue. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena. Ooh. I'm gonna go Legacy Arena. I I, 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 the World Games here. I enjoyed the, mm. the renovation of that. Like that was, it was that was a good experience. I really loved the World Games. Protective state. Oh, hold on. No, I want to do botanical gardens or railroad park. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the botanical gardens. I, I, I like the I like I, I being a butterfly farmer. You do a lot with plants too, and mm-hmm. I, I I've come to I very much have a love for plants and and seeing the different different stuff from around, around the world and just what, what they can do, how they can make it look so beautiful every part of the year. Like that is not easy. So right <laughs> in the yeah. fall and winter months, that's yep. a good point. Regions Park or Rickwood Field. Regions Park. Okay. Now, do you cook? Well, you, we talked about that. Like, I'm going to just say, yes, he cooks. I do. And I want you to tell us what you're going to cook for your family. Oh, that's cheating for- cheat- because I can't answer that on the <laughs> Oh, that, 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 I, that, that, I can't give that, that, it away. Um, no, I will, I will talk about this, though. I do. I, I enjoy cooking. To me, it's the greatest art. You know, not everybody. If you, if you, had, if, 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 if you had guests coming over, mm-hmm. what would be your throwdown meal? Like, you, you know. So okay, so I've got a few things that I, I consider some of my signatures. Um, I love seafood, and, and it, if I was not a Republican Party chairman and butterfly farmer, I would probably be a seafood chef. Really? Like, I, I, I love, well, I love. I do. I honestly love cooking. Like it's it's artistic. You know, there's not everyone enjoys art. You know, painting. Mm-hmm. Not everyone enjoys you know opera singing or, or, or whatever. Everyone enjoys eating. Yeah. And, and 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 the the blending of spices, the way you you know, take different foods, put them together, it is an art, and I and I love to experiment, you know, on a on a, on a higher cuisine yeah. level, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, seafood 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 is my my bread and butter. That, that's what I that's what I go to if I'm if I'm if I'm cooking something for me to eat or for fun or someone's coming over seafood. Well, I just want now, you to now, know. Now I make a good gumbo though. We're coming over <laughs> to see the butterflies, and we want to have some seafood lunch. Okay. All right. Sal, All right. Can I get that on? I, on? Think, I think you're looking for a commitment on the year, and I'm going to give it. Uh, <laughs> My man, what's your zodiac sign? Oh, you know, I don't even know. Really? That's funny. Like, I, I always ask this question 
what people's zodiac sign is. I don't know can what I Google they, it so I don't have to make a donation. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, that's this isn't one of them. This isn't one of the oh, donations. Okay. You, I, I you actually that. got out of that. Sweet. You got out of that. But I'm a Capricorn, so I'm like Jesus. No, I'm just <laughs> and um <laughs> gee, that, that's the argument. Jesus was a Cap Capricorn, so we're the best sign. It's um, hard to argue with that logic. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I say instead of arguing with the logic of that, I would, I would argue that Jesus might not have been born in December. Right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's like there's trying, trying a little get, problem yeah, there, yeah. but, you know, for the sake of yes, yes, the, yes. the banter and debate. Um, but I don't know what it is, but people say I'm a typical Capricorn. Now, I don't really know that. So I, I think I'm Taurus. Okay. Because July. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm not. So has anybody been like, you're such a Taurus? No. No? All right. No, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 or at least I would duck and not remember they did. Because I don't, I don't, it, it's hard for them to go, say anything like that if they don't know, if I don't know my own zodiac sign. Like, there you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. What's your um, favorite color? This is a hard one for me as a Republican, but my favorite color is blue. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite holiday? Mm, Christmas. Christmas is you can't I mean, be Christmas. family, you know, just and and, and I, I will give a shout out to Thanksgiving because that's it's hard not to, yeah. It's, it's anytime you can get everybody together and eat, it's, yeah, that, that makes it a good time. I have a hard time between Christmas and Thanksgiving, but it, I, I think it's like if I if you ask me not around the holidays, I'm probably gonna say Christmas, but. Thanksgiving is that first big one, and and I'm just so anxious for it when it comes. Yeah, yeah. and so. it, it, it's fun. I, what I love about Christmas is that no matter how jaded people are, no matter how yeah, no, even even the mainstream media who I think are don't like to talk about anything but negativity all the right. rest of the year, you know, around Christmas time, there's a little bit of kindness and gentleness and compassion. Don't you love for seeing everyone. all the little show, the sto mm -hmm. stories on the mm -hmm. news? Yep. They replaced the killings with the Grinch coming and playing with the kids earlier. Yep. I saw yep. so it just a little bit of humanity and a little bit of love and kindness. That's and, right. And, and boy, what what a better testimony to to the life of Jesus Christ than that. Now, I got one last for you. All right. Your favorite scripture, Bible figure, or Bible story? Well, now there's a trump card in there because you got um, you got Jesus Christ. How can you not? How can you not pick him for a figure in the Bible? Um, now uh, you know. I think for me, one of, one of my favorite growing up as, as a kid, one of my favorite stories was Gideon. Because, and I know it's an unusual one, but I like the fact that he. Um, God asked him to do something, and he really didn't want to do it. And he ended up asking two or three times for proof for the fleece. And, yeah. And I feel like I'd be the same way. I'd be like, no, I don't. I really want to do it. Do I have to? And you know, and he was giving mercy to that, and even though he, even though he was saying, hey, do I, do I have to do it? And you know, I was like, yes, you have to do it. But um, and then going on to, to, winnowing down his people. You know, he got all the soldiers together, and and I was like, that's too many, less of them. And he was, and he was, he was like. What am I? What, what's going on here? But um, but you know, he he did it. He did it. He followed what God told him to do, and it was successful. So. What a great choice! Now, um, let's see. I want to make sure I got. I gotta get get one more. Be quick. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? 
Uh, I was actually asked this the other day, but I was given just two options, flying and invincibility. I chose, no, inv- I chose invincibility because of course. <laughs> who cares what you do? You, you're going to be all right. So uh, that would be my superpower. Invincibility. Yeah. Now, um, flying would be cool, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose flying. I would rather be an invincible flying superhero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, um, l- let me set this up. First of all, um, I I don't know if I if anybody around me knew this, but I was excited for you to come. Oh, well. and I'm almost never excited. Like I'm excited to see friends and catch up, but I'm not excited because change is walking in the door, right? And like. I truly believe that you're that guy, as, as the as the term goes. And I told you that um, how much I really liked that NPR piece. Hmm. But I want to know what did they leave out. I want to know what what wasn't said. And and just to tell people what's going on, John is very committed to growing the Alabama Republican Party and the Republican Party in general and reaching out intentionally to young people and minorities. And he talked a great deal about what some loose ideas were. But as you know, always they, they're gonna pick and choose what sounds good in the in the piece. And I just wanted to give you a platform to tell us what wasn't there. And either you're about to make me the wrongest guy in the world, <laughs> or everybody's gonna see why I'm so excited about you. Well, look, let me tell you right off. Um, it is it's a passion of mine. Um, yeah. I am, I'm the youngest chairman in the country, right? And with that, obviously, comes that desire to reach out to young people. You know, we talked about that a little bit earlier, how, mm-hmm. how, how everyone has a voice, no matter what your age is. But it's the same thing with your ethnic background. You know, I look at every single person as a child of Almighty God. Um, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have those those equal rights. And and I love that that's, that's the idea of the American dream, is it doesn't matter who you are. We all were endowed by our creator, with these rights and, and to be, and to have the chance to go after them. And I love that that's what America, that's the idea of America was founded on. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, no, that, that outreach, because what I want to explain to people is that for me is the reason I believe in the Republican party is not because of the, the, the elect, the politicians mm-hmm. who call themselves Republicans. You know, I, I'm, I, I, it's it, Republican itself. You know, the Republican party is just a name for me. It's about the, values that the party represents, mm-hmm. those platform issues. Um, and I think a lot of people, if, if you look at the Republican platform versus the Democrat platform, if you don't put that title on the personalities of people on the top and you just look at the values, your values are going to align more with the Republican Party. Let me, um, I would not be worth my salt. People would think I had lost my mind if I didn't ask. Mm. And that is, how do you reconcile the the rhetoric, some of the racism, some of the negativity 
against the the principles. Like you know, a lot of people see those um, platforms and are are it's appealing, but that the rhetoric is beating you over mm-hmm. the head, and so. You know, just what do you have to say about that? Well, I think the first thing is we as Republicans, the Republican Party, needs to realize that we've given away our birthright. Um, and by that I mean who, who, who was the party? Which of the parties was the party that stood against slavery back in the 1800s? It was the Republican Party. In, in the Civil Rights Movement in the 60s, which party stood arm to arm with black pastors, uh, you know, against the KKK and, and the Democrat Party? It was the Republicans. Um, you know, we were fighting for for equal justice and, and individual liberty and protecting people's rights and freedoms and, and the civil rights movement. Now, let me hold you up right there. So that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Those were the principles. Mm-hmm. Black people were Republicans. That's where we were. And, you know, I'm not about to go into a history level lesson as far as you know the switch and this and another but I do want to highlight what you said as far as the platform Mm -hmm. the platform hasn't changed the personalities have the the you know the players have but that platform has never changed now people have manipulated and gone to side so I just want I just want you to dig down on it, and so that people don't say I didn't ask you that yeah. question. No, no, you know? I mean, look, and it's a great question mm-hmm. because if you think about those those platform issues, right, like limited limited federal government that doesn't get control, doesn't try to control your life, that's good for not that's good for everyone, that's especially good for, for small business. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know when you think about individual liberty and, and the fact that that you have equal rights with every other other person individual. Don't put people into groups. Don't say this person, this group has more rights or that group. No, we want to look at people as individuals and fight for every individual to have equal rights and have equal opportunity. Um, and, and that's why, that's why fighting for individual liberty fits so well with that, you know, so well, so well with the, the idea of the civil rights movement, because it's really the same fight. Um, return dignity and rights to the individual. Um, so I think I think that's the important thing for the Republican Party to remember. We, we have got to get back to that root message because that root message, it is the message of America and it is it is the message of hope and opportunity and, and the American dream. And that's what I, if I could communicate one thing to the people of this state and the people of America uh, from the Republican Party, it's that I genuinely believe that the values, now I'm not talking about individual politicians or, or, or personality, or but the values of the Republican Party, they best represent your chance to have opportunity in this country. And because we're all looking for the same thing. We all want to be safe. We all want to be successful. And we all want a bright future for our children. It doesn't matter whether you're Republican, whether you're Democrat, whoever you are. Those are what we hope to accomplish. And I think it's Republican values that best help us get there. Now, let's talk specific. And this is my opinion, but our first opportunity to test that theory Mm -hmm. is in in South Alabama with this new congressional district. Agreed. How are you going to use that as an opportunity 
not just to win, but to grow the 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 base and the party in 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 South Alabama, especially those that look like me, and especially those that are younger than him. Well, you know, I had a very very progressive um, white reporter the other day, um, gloating in the fact that the federal court forced this Democrat district on on the state of Alabama, and they were like, and, and you know, we're talking like, what's your hope here? And I said, well, look, my hope, my dream is that, and it may not be this cycle, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mind this new district, though, because my hope and my dream is that this district is represented. Um, it, it is represented by a minority congressman, mm -hmm. but I want it to be a Republican minority. Right. And that may not be this cycle. That may be in the future. But I think if we see the trend continue where more and more African-American voters are voting Republican, it will be. It's just a matter of time. So whether we win this time or not, my goal is to move the ball down the field and, and to talk about the values and the issues and how they affect people's real world life. You now, hold on, hold on. I want to be sure. Mm -hmm. I want to be sure. So the Alabama Republican Party is going to actively support the candidates there in that race so that our values are on the table. Is That's right. that what you're saying? One hundred percent. And you know what I love about this is this this brings because in, there are three or four black people running four. four. We've got nine candidates total. Four of them are black candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And great, all four of them are great people. Um, but I think it, it gives it gives the party an opportunity to talk about some of these issues that are important to not just Republicans but to the black community. You know, I was talking about the fact that if you look at the if you look at the platform and the values we stand for, we're more in alignment than than the Democrat Party. Right. We were talking about Kenneth Pascal earlier. Yes. Yes. Parental rights is a great example of that, right? Um, protecting children from some of this craziness with the transgender education stuff. I yes. hear that so often when I'm when I'm sitting down with you know one on one with with black voters mm -hmm. um, or, or a black pastor, mm -hmm. and, and you know they're they're sharing with me what's important to them as we're talking. These are not black and white issues. These are not Republican Democrat issues. Even these are basic common human. sense human issues. Yeah, um, and we're all facing them. We're all facing these things, and and as I talk to them. We're, we're, we're concerned protecting our children. That's an important, important thing in life. And that's something where the Democrat Party has completely lost their minds, to be honest. Um, yes. Men are men. Women are women. It's yes. A, it's, a, it's a biological fact. We've got – if you don't accept it, I don't know what we can do to help you. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's something that, that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about protecting children from this stuff and, and that there should not be a social engineering. You know, the federal government, the federal, federal Department of Education, who has lost touch with the people of America and, and lost touch with the black community. Mm. Um, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the fact that the Republican Party are the ones who are, who are seeking to protect our children here. Um, and we're going to talk about school choice. You know, most Democrats. Yes, I'm glad. Yeah. Man, I was going to forget. Please talk about school choice <laughs> and the differences between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party views on that? Well, the Democrat Party, they want to protect this, uh, this education system the way it is. They, they want to keep that system in place, and they want to use it to indoctrinate children with, with their, their direction. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that's what, what school should be about. School should not be about indoctrination. They should not be about telling people how to think. They should be teaching people the skills they need to help them have their own voice. 
and be successful with that voice. Um, and, and I think part of that is this education system. Um, we see the schools failing. You talked about reading earlier. Uh, in math, we, we were we're doing a little bit better now, but we were 52nd in math. I first thought that was a joke because there's only 50 states. Right. But it's also the, the uh, D.C. and then military. Uh-huh. So okay. we, we were dead last in math. I said 49 the other day, so you just corrected me, and I don't like it. Yeah, but go well, ahead. Well, we, I, I think we are it's up to 49 sad. now. We were at 52. Now we're up to 49. So we're, we're, No, I, I was saying that based off of old, old numbers. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we went yeah. downhill. I think we're back up a little bit off of 52, but no, no. Look, our education system needs help, period. Um, and, and the answer is not putting our head in the sand and saying, no, we have to stick with the current education system the way it is, which is what the, the National Democrat Party believe. Now, State Democrat Party. They just want the status quo. The status quo is failing our communities, and you know who it's failing the most are our minority communities. Our, our black kids are being overlooked. They're being ignored. They don't have equal opportunity. Their zip code is defining their quality of education. And I think that's wrong. And, and the Republican Party, we are 100% behind breaking that stereotype, getting black parents the opportunity to have access to the same funding where they have the same access to to private schools or church schools that wealthy uh, you know wealthier families have just because just because they're they're in a bad area of town does not mean they shouldn't have those equal opportunities we're gonna be talking and I got to get one more commitment out of mm. you since I got you on the spot. And I, I'd be damned if I'm not going to take advantage of it. Will you come back? 100%. All right. I don't know but, I, I don't know when. that was. What, yeah, uh, we, uh, we don't know when. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about it, you know, a couple of months. Let's, let's but, come back to the legislative session and talk about some of the legislation that's going on. That would be, perfect. That would be, that would be great. And so with that being said, until you come back, Leave us with some parting words about your vision, your thoughts, your plans, you. Yeah. Well, first, I'm, I'm going to transition this from what we're talking about into this. Because for me, my dream is that the state of Alabama would be a beacon of freedom and liberty for every citizen across the entire country and across the world. And um, part of that, I believe, is getting past looking at people based on the color of their skin. And looking at people at their at their character, I believe that's a, a, a Dr. King quote, mm-hmm. um, and and that is that is that is probably my biggest political dream because I think that's what divides our state more than anything else is is getting we got to get past that stereotype and look at each other as brothers and sisters um, and children of God. So that that is where I would love to see us head um, and just you know use the the vehicle of the Republican Party to bring about positive change for every single Alabamian. As we as we do defend their rights and freedoms and liberties, and seek to make their life better, whether that's school choice, cutting the grocery tax, like we did this last year, that's what we want to do. That's what I want to do in that professional role, um, and I want to do it in my personal life through being kind, respectful, humble, and bringing back a little bit of dignity to the political process. I was excited to meet you, and you did not let me down. Well, it has been a absolute pleasure to be on the show today i thank you thank you thank you for your willingness to come and sit down and chat i want to thank you all for listening and watching and as always a huge shout out to creed 63 and urbanham.com and get involved with the alabama minority gop caucus god bless 
UrbanHam.com is your source online for the best in people to know, places to go, and things to do. And of course, we have the official Urban Ham merch available right now to match your style. Order the colors that represent you, your high school, college, Greek organization, your favorite sports team, or just find that perfect Urban Ham t-shirt or hoodie to go with those fresh sneakers in your closet. Visit UrbanHam.com today and click on Shop Urban Ham to place your order.